Hey gearheads and welcome to GT Garage Talk, a discussion about all things automotive. I am your host Corey and in this podcast we dive into all things automotive art with an award-winning, accomplished, photorealistic artist named Shan Fannin. She recently won the Beale Neely Automotive Fine Art Award Invitational, the inaugural winner of the award through Texas Auto Writers Association, of which I am a member, and her work just blows me away. Not kidding, you would be hard-pressed to know that these aren't actual photos. Some of them, like, you really have to zoom in to see the brushstrokes and everything of that nature. She's uh, featured in a couple publications, will be doing the art show circuit and, you know, as the world starts opening back up and just more than grateful, not only to sit down and talk art and inspiration and technique with her, but also talk, you know, like I said, all things automotive, talk passions, tar- talk inspiration, talk vehicles and dreams with her. So without further ado, uh, we will bring on Shan. Well, I, it is my pleasure to welcome Shan Fannin to GT Garage Talk and just to get to talk a little bit of cars, a little bit of art. Shan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I, I'm very excited. Uh, as soon as I saw the announcement that you won the Bill Neal inaugural uh, Fine Art Award for Texas Auto Riders, I, I was like, I have to get her on the show. Uh, <laughs> her work is amazing. And the photo that they used to make the announcement just piqued my interest even more. Congratulations on your Thank award. You. Thank uh, you. It, it is well deserved. I, I've been uh-huh. perusing your Facebook page and I'm like, this, you are amazing. <laughs> you do excellent work. And Thank you. Doesn't hurt that you did a recently posted a 69 Camaro uh, painting <laughs> that you did, which is my all time favorite year model. So, uh-huh. yeah, you, you had me hook, line, and sinker there. Thank you. I've actually had several people tell me that, oh, yeah, you, you got that one right. <laughs> yes, yes. It, man, if I could have a 69 Camaro, ideally a Z28, uh, in a heartbeat, would have it, no questions asked, but uh, not quite there yet in, in my, my stage of life. <laughs> one day, dreaming, planning one day. <laughs> for the future. But uh, I, I want to focus not not on me and my car dreams, but on you, your artwork, <laughs> and, and kind of what got you here. So... I guess we shall start off with a little bit of what you do now, and then we'll Uh pivot to what got you there. So maybe a quick elevator speech of what it is (laughs) you do now uh, for our listening audience. I know when it comes to artwork and painting, it's really hard to convey via audio. So we will definitely put links to all your stuff in the notes below, but uh, I'll I'll turn it over to you. I'm a realist vehicle painter, so I, um, I think vehicles someone had to design that and just put so much passion into it and so to me cars are cars motorcycles uh, mostly cars I'm, I'm a big car girl um they're rolling works of art and so i um paint Absolutely. with my fingers my palms and brushes and i like painting big i do have smaller pieces but uh, my heart's usually happy when i paint big because i smear paint and uh, so i have a balance in my in my art where the vehicle is um I guess you could say hyper-realist, photorealist. And then the background is um, 
uh, bokeh or blurred or abstract. So it doesn't take away from the, the vehicle. I know right. a lot of artists, they'll, they'll do the whole surrounding. And I, I don't want to take away from the vehicle. So, so I'm going to show you. I, I've dabbled in art. In oh, automotive art, and just to brag a little on myself, hold on, just a moment. Right. Ooh. Okay. So, are you graphite? Yes. Awesome. So let's see if I can. Are you graphite? In front of the camera, to where you can truly see it. Yes, this is nice. a graphite drawing I did back in high school. It was a, an art project, and oh, just yeah. hearing you talk about the background. Uh, I did work from a Cadillac press photo for this XLR, uh, 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 but yeah. the background was totally of my own design and in my own Good brain. for you. Uh, Good for you. Definitely you got to get back into that. You got to get back into it. I absolutely do. It. Absolutely do. It, it was a happy place for me, but yeah. th my problem is I'm a little too much of a perfectionist. Bring and, it. And yep. <laughs> <laughs> when it came to the wheels, I could not get the wheels anywhere even close to resembling what was in and the so picture I was that. working from. And like I said, the background, I was like, the, no. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I well, just winged it from there. Yeah, there's actually a trick to doing wheels. Oh, really? So, at least with my brain. So, we know that a tire and a wheel is round. But when you photograph it, it's always an ellipse. Right. Always. Right. And so, I find that I get... So my, let me back, back it up a little bit. My husband also photographs my cars, a lot of it for me. And okay. he's also red, gray, red, green, colorblind. So he doesn't get caught up in color like okay. I do when I'm painting. So he'll come in at the end of the day, I've done work, and he'll go, up. Oh, yeah, you rounded that headlight. You yeah. rounded that tire. And I'm like, ah. Oh. And so what I found is when I'm working on it, take your reference photo and then your painting or your drawing and put it sideways or put it upside down. Yeah. And that way... Especially sideways, um, if you're working with graphite or um, or charcoal or Conte or one of those, you want to turn it sideways. And then you don't get lost. I know in my head this is round. Right. But instead, another thing I do too is um, I work from 8 by 10 um, uh, you know, pictures. I work from that and then I also have my little laptop that I can zoom in and stuff like that. But um I make sure that, you know, I zoom in and I, or I'll tape the picture for eight by 10. And that way um, I only have the tire I'm focusing on. Right. And that really helps because that if is, not, you just like, yeah, you get distracted. You get really distracted. Yeah, so. Your brain tells you this is how it should look. And yeah. it does not compute. And I, yeah, exactly. that is an awesome, absolutely definite trick I will be stealing if Good. and when I dabble back into the art realm because uh, I do remember my art teachers trying to basically wean that out of us because especially like doing portraits and faces because right. you know we all have these preconceived notion that mm -hmm. our eyes should be higher than they really are <laughs> versus right. in the middle right. of our face which right. is reality and so just taking that preconception of what should be and looking at mm -hmm. what is and so right. the idea of rotating it kind of dives into yeah. a uh, editor's trick for the written word is oh. I've been told to read backwards just to make oh. sure that things flow right or that all the words are there because you know our brains like to you know fill in gaps and yeah uh, tweak and alter reality because they think they're <laughs> helping and so you know if you read it backwards you get a different perspective on it which obviously it's not going to make any sense uh, right, but right. you see see it from a different perspective so 
That's very yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, that, so that's that's my trick. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Because You're welcome. You're I, welcome. I cannot tell you, and if you look closely at this one, you'll probably see all the iterations <laughs> underneath. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, oof, they, I could not, could not get them right for the life of me. And, you know, seven-spoke chrome wheel wasn't exactly something <laughs> I was thrilled to, to draw in the first place, all the facets. Yeah, yeah. And... I'm glad you kept that, though. Um, that's... A little bit of my background is that we uh, we go to car shows and um, I meet the most wonderful people and mm. I, I get to a point now where I'm looking at a vehicle and I don't see the vehicle I see the shape right the reflection mm-hmm. um, the color how am I going to do that and I don't know it's not it's not the cars are ruined for me but I see them differently right you know you I've gotten to in what I do for reviews I, I look at the design a little bit differently used to I just yeah. kind of got lost in the overall but now I'm analyzing how body lines flow into one another and the contours and the light so a little bit of my artist right. background there is just yeah. like what was the designer thinking here like yeah I, yeah there there's a YouTube channel design monkey I believe or sketch monkey something like that where he takes oh. automotive designs and he critiques them just from an art artist perspective and right. he, he talks about well you know well this line should have followed here and stuff like that it, it's very interesting you know uh cars are a work of art and that's how we see they them a- yeah. and it is so interesting just to kind of i don't want to say hyper analyze but dig into it a little bit more and to see them a little bit differently so yeah yeah, yeah. but to your point you had to be careful not to you know lose the forest for the trees right Exactly, exactly. And I still have my first painting. Um, you kept your, your drawing, which is awesome. I still have my first painting that I did um, when I did my first car. And um, it was we went to a car show and my, my husband, well, I'll give you a little bit. Of, um, we, empty, we were empty nesters, so I took a couple classes at um, the local community college, not sure what I wanted to do. Um, when I graduated high school in <clears throat> 1987, um, <laughs> I got in a scholarship to be a special needs drawing teacher, but I went, you know, career and things like that. And um, so when I started taking some classes at community college, when our Marquito had started college himself, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I did enjoy drawing figurative work. Um, I okay. actually took um, three life drawing classes, and we went. At this time, my husband bought a 1961 Ford convertible okay. uh, Thunderbird. Nice. Thunderbird. Yeah, we still have her. Her name is Maybelline, okay. and we started going to car shows. And um, I, you know, I love the people. I love mm-hmm. the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many people who. This was my dream car. For you know, this has always been in the family. I was the original owner. You know, and I just hear these amazing stories. And, um, so we were at a show and my husband says, you know, Hey, you know, you've been taking some art classes. Why don't you, why don't you draw or paint something? I thought, Oh, there's no way. I mean, <laughs> come on, the perspective and the, you know, I mean, just, there's no way. And I have a thing for orange. I love orange. And, uh, I saw a vintage, uh, a GMC truck. I'm like, Oh gosh, I want to say it was like 1949 or something like that. And I thought, okay, I'll try it. <laughs> I'll humor him. And I absolutely adored it. I right. absolutely adored it. And um, it was like, okay, this is a new chapter in my life. I want to be a car artist. And so that was, what was that? Um, October 20, yeah, October 2014. And in February the following year, so actually next month will be my seventh year that nice. I've been a professional vehicle artist. And 
I love it. <laughs> well, you do amazing work, and I would not have guessed it's only been seven years based on the I'm stubborn <laughs> works of art that I have seen. So that Thank that you. is quite impressive. Thank um, you. Wow, uh, that kind of leads into. <laughs> Uh, your history and what what got you started down here? So, um, seven years ago, going to yeah. car shows and a little yeah, prodding from your husband, huh? Yeah, and um, well, I grew up. Uh, my dad was not a, a car guy, but um, he was addicted to. I mean, it's an addiction uh, to Cadillac Devilles from the seventies. Mm-hmm. That you know, the big we used to call them, of course, the land yachts. Yes, you know, whatever. And my dad, yeah, my dad loved that. I don't know, you know, my dad grew up in L.A. and there was just something about style and a little bit of luxury mm-hmm. in those. And so he loved those. And so I was not a car girl at all. And then uh, when I married my husband, uh, he started getting into Land Rovers oh. and we had um, uh, Defender 90. Nice. Um, we've had, um, yeah, we've had some classics. Um, and so he started getting me into that and started going car shows and things like that. And then um, he sold his Defender 90, which he will always cry about. Especially now the prices are going sky high. Yeah. <laughs> Everything of slight you know, value. He, I know, right? And so, um, but we got we got the uh, the 1961 Thunderbird and uh, started going car shows. He's been actually around the F1 track twice with her, with right. Philippe Massa and Marcus Erickson before an F1 parade. Wow. Um, since yeah, we're here in Austin, and so yeah. we have the Circuit of Americas, yeah. and um, so yeah, he's it's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, k- kudos to both of you, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, th- that sounds like an amazing journey, and you you kind of touched on what was more or less the impetus of this very podcast and mm-hmm. talking about going to car shows and hearing people's story. That's exactly where I want to take this podcast and and what I want to do, you know, there's so many people in the automotive realm. uh, I don't want to say necessarily the industry, but just tied to automotive in one way, shape or form or another. And just getting to hear the stories, you know, we host a car show every year now that that is part of what we love doing is mingling and walking around the car show and getting to know the stories behind the cars a uh, little plug for our car show. It's one unlike any other. We don't feature the 61 Thunderbirds. We feature uh-huh. the uh, cars. It's called the Unlikely Heroes Car Show. So it's the cars awesome. that normally would never, ever, ever, ever be invited to a car show. It's right. the daily drivers, the ones being held together by duct tape and chewing gum and zip ties. Yeah. And just getting to hear the people's stories behind, you know, why it's held together with bailing wire. What, <laughs> what does this dent tell me or what does it remind me of? So uh, we've yeah. got a regular to our show. Uh, we call his truck Franken truck. Uh, it's like <laughs> seven different vehicles put together. Um, and I believe a majority of it is an 84 Chevy somewhere around in there. But uh, he has a sticker on the back window that says shiny paint causes stress. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and there isn't a lick of shiny paint on on the rig. So uh, that's awesome. He, he works tow truck by day, and I, I believe he scavenges parts uh, in his day job <laughs> for this. And, and it's a beauty of a rolling work of art uh, in it, in and of itself. 
So awesome. <laughs> uh, outside of the GMC truck that uh, <gasps> you painted for your first one and the T-Bird that y'all have in Maybelline, uh, right uh, in your possession, what other vehicles have inspired you over the years? You said you didn't exactly grow up in a quote-unquote car household. No, no. Um, well, I have a thing for Chrome. If you look at my work, you'll, you're going to see I... <laughs> I find that carbon fiber and race cars are even more challenging in a different aspect to me. Right. So I don't want to sound pompous, but I have a I have a thing for chrome and I do it okay. I'm, right. I'm pretty proud of what I do. When I paint a race car, I mean, it's just the speed is so amazing, but there's a lot of decals and things like that. And I have to do those at the end of a painting. And so those are tough. Um, but yeah, I think more than anything... Um, you know, people will say, you know, sometimes they'll look at one of my paintings. My husband in particular, he'll say, uh, you didn't enjoy this one. I could say, <laughs> you know, but then there's others just click. And, and a lot of times I'll be at a car show um, and something about that car, a headlight, a color, the shadow, the reflection, something will grab me. And it's it's almost like a giddy, creative excitement that I get. And, you know, and so I don't really think it, it I don't really think cars in particular have uh, you know one specific one i mean there's there's cars i absolutely adore right. you know of course i want the you know silver db5 <laughs> from you know I james mean, bond <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know or or a volkswagen beetle or you know a, a willie's jeep or i mean they're all just they all have character they all are amazing and that's why i i hope my work brings some of that joy and the stories that I hear from people and the love that they have for that vehicle. I hope I can grab a little bit of that and then put it on canvas. So I can't say there's really one in particular that just grabs me. It's just they all have something that's unique about them. So, Well, well that's very interesting that you point out that your husband can tell the passion and the excitement yes. from yes. your work. Uh, not necessarily that it, it's better or worse, but there's just something... Uh, je ne sais quoi. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, they're all to me, um, you know, I've, you've probably heard artists, a piece of art to them. You've spent your time, you've spent your, um, a little bit of passion, a little bit of button, you know, sweat and tears in there. And so uh, each piece means something to me. Each piece is special for a certain reason, but there's some pieces where it's like going to the dentist. I mean, I'm having all my teeth pulled and I'm trying to get this piece done, you know, and then there's other times where I feel like, I'm not really there. I've got a brush in my hand and it's just doing its thing. And I've had a few of those. Unfortunately, I haven't had more. <laughs> but um, my, uh, if you look like I have a, um, a 1930 uh, Indian Scout motorcycle, that I was like, wow, painted itself. Yeah. You know, um, I'm painting right now. I'm painting an Alfa Romeo um, TZ2 uh, Julia. And it's a race car and it's absolutely beautiful. And I actually did half of it before and it painted itself so well. I thought, oh, I'm going to do that again. I did half the car. I'm going to do the whole car. And now it's like I've gone to the dentist and it's like, oh. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's why I have. Yeah. So I have five easels and I um, usually bounce back and forth. Um, I, I tell people that I will get about three-fourths of the way done with a painting. If it's not like the ones that just paint themselves, I'll get about three-fourths of the way done. And. I, you know, I think to myself, okay, if I don't walk away, I'm going to do something stupid on this canvas yeah. or I'm going to go rent a, a flamethrower and just set it on fire <laughs> and we're done with this. So, um, so yeah, so that's why I juggle, you know, some, like right now I'm doing, um, I painted two five foot, uh, Broncos. We, we are, uh, we reserved to Bronco. My husband's like a giddy school girl. He's so oh excited yeah. about it. But, um, and so I'm, I'm painting those right now and right now one of them 
it's started, it's coming together. I'm really excited about it. the other one. It's the same colors and everything, different part of the vehicle, not as much. So, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Some, yeah. So are they classic Broncos or are they the modern ones? Classics. Okay. Yeah, 1970. So lots of chrome, I assume. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> one of them has chrome. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's doing that. But I, I'm having that problem like we had discussed before with art, with um, shapes. Uh, if I turn my canvas a certain way uh, and don't get distracted by the color or, uh, gee, I know that's supposed to be this shape and actually just look at my reference photo, that's helping a lot. So that's uh, like I said, I, I need to file that away. It is very good <laughs> in any creative realm is just get yeah. a different perspective. So, yes, get a uh, different perspective. Exactly. And if all else fails and you want to set it on fire, walk away, start <laughs> something new. Even, you know, even. um Something, move the furniture. I don't know. Go for a walk. Yeah. And sometimes there's paintings where I will push through and I've got this, it's it's so weird. Like you'll wake up in the middle of the night and you'll think about a painting. It's like, I should be anywhere working because my studio is in my home. Right. And um, yeah. And so that, I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the creative brain. You can't plan for it. You can't, uh, there's just something to it. it it's an intangible that when the juices are flowing, you take advantage yeah. of it. So I, you do. I totally you get do. it. And yeah, you do. And you get grabbed by it. But then there's other times where I, I just need to distance myself. And so that's why I said I've got five easels and then I you know, go between them. You got to do what you got to do to keep keep exactly. pushing pushing through and make sure that you still enjoy what it is that you do. I, exactly. I, I get it completely. And yeah, uh, I could see myself doing the same thing because, again, uh, going back to my Cadillac, when I got to the wheels, I was like, if this, if it weren't a school project, uh, I would have <laughs> cast it aside and never finished it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting. Okay. So I know that you said each vehicle kind of speaks to you a little bit differently. There's always a different element, headlights, curvature, chrome, whatever it may be. Do you find yourself gravitating to any particular brand or you mentioned an Alfa Romeo earlier. Yeah. Widely regarded as perhaps one of the best examples of rolling artwork is oh, the absolutely. Alfa Romeo brand. But do you find yourself just saying, or at least having in the back of your mind, okay, I like this brand or it's just going to be beautiful, quote unquote, no matter yeah. what I do? Yeah. My husband is a Ford guy. And I'm a Chevy girl. Oh, kind of. okay. Yeah. So we have that, you know, weird rivalry in the home. Um, I have a thing for Alfa Romeos. Okay. I have a thing for classic Ferraris. Yes. Um, uh, I like I like unusual. I mean, I, I we had talked before. My husband and I, uh, so for some reason the other day, he asked me, he says, you know, Hey, if you had no money, you know, you had you you had a, a a bag full of money, just you know, whatever you wanted to spend, what twenty cars would you like? And I came up with such a strange list of vehicles, you know, things like uh, Izetta. I mean, okay, yeah, I love that it little thing you know Steve and a Urkel's car yes yeah, yeah you know a Buckeye Sprite and a type 3 Volkswagen a Porsche 911 and you know so I mean I have so many different quirky I think I think more than anything what I like is um when designers take a chance yes um, in the right way uh, because... right right well there are some you're like wow that they went with that and that that came to production wow all <laughs> <You> right <know? laughs> so I have to ask you as an artist uh -huh. And you mentioned the Isetta, which is a BMW. Uh, 
Uh-huh. What are your current thoughts on the direction BMW design is headed? Have you seen some of their latest like spaceship? You mean like looking- the electric? Their electric cars and things like that? Yes, and even, uh, I I don't even remember the name of it. I didn't even file it as important information, but this (laughs) latest uh, crossover electric uh, concept that they showed that is more ghastly than anything, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. It's just, yeah. uh, To me, uh, the brand has such an iconic design history yeah those kidneys in front Mm -hmm. that (laughs) they are stepping so far away and leaning so heavily into this quote-unquote futuristic electric that right i I feel like they've lost their way a bit and especially you mentioned the kidney grill they're now like beaver tails is what i call them they're they're so large and bless it they're they're a face (laughs) only a mother could love we actually saw a um, new Defender in the parking yes. lot the other day. And my husband had, like I said, my husband had a Defender 90. And, boy, that man just picked that car apart. <laughs> you know, and I, I guess I could say part of me, uh, I like I like the word, I'm, I've got mixed messages here. I Part of me is very happy they were, you know, thinking about, uh, you know, electric cars mm-hmm. and helping the planet and things like that the other part of me is like well what happens to all the beautiful vehicles we've got on the road what about all those cars that you right. see at car shows and and someone told me many many months ago it's like well you're putting something onto canvas that might not be driven much longer or you know when they had the horse mm-hmm. and carriage and cars came you know okay well the horses have their place right so we'll cars that run on gasoline have their you know like museums and and special things like that so that makes me wonder will we have like classic car carriage rides (laughs) at christmas time (laughs) right Right? oh gosh man yeah so it's like you know i mean i'm so we we have a friend that is a a scientist that is working with ai and things like that and the the direction we're going is exciting but terrifying at the same time and you know and so i wonder you know all these beautiful vehicles that i i I don't have enough time to do them all they're just there's so many amazing ones but i want to get them i want to get them painted i want to get them onto canvas so that there's a record of something that i found very beautiful yes uh, i agree and it, it seems like designers are again to talk about the bmw again they're like Okay, it's electric, so it has to look weird. Is almost like the directive <laughs> that they were given. It's like, well, we're not putting gas in it, so just make it weird. And I'm like, right, but but does it have to be? And then you get vehicles like I'm not sure how familiar you are with all of the electrics out there. There's a brand a startup that I really hope catches on called Canoe C A N O O that oh. they have decided uh, basically the Luxuries afforded by the way electric vehicles are designed, they aren't defined by conventional design methods anymore. And their vehicle, uh, they've got basically a cargo van and then a truck version of it, which basically they just lopped off the back of it. But Mm -hmm. it looks as close to a modern interpretation of a Type 2 VW you know, microbus, the flower power. Oh, I have seen this. I have seen it. Yeah. And like the entire front is glass. Like you can see out 
basically right above the floorboard in front of you. And I, I love its quirkiness and its weirdness and its different nature. Yeah. And you and I were speaking before I hit record about you having a quirky sense of style. So, yeah. you know, it, it's those things that get me excited. You know, just throw out the rule book. Don't make it look like it is just a weird looking car. Make right. it functional and make it fun. Right. That's kind of right. the way I, I see it. So what yeah. what are some quirky vehicles that you already mentioned the Isetta and some others. What are some other quirky vehicles um, that you at, just have I'm an looking, eye for? So we went to, my husband and I went to the um, Goodwood Festival Speed in 2016. Oh, and I saw the, um, and I know I'm going to mess it up, the Kamaz, the um, Red Bull Dakar rally truck, this giant, crazy looking thing. I adored it. Yep. <laughs> you can t- you can take that down the street, go grocery shopping in this. No, uh, no. So I, I love a 2002 BMW. I have a thing for them. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. You know, I think it it probably goes back to uh, high school and mm-hmm. um, you know that sort of thing. And I just I I love it. Um, I love uh, like a 1970s Toyota FJ40. Okay. I love mm-hmm. I love you know just something fun. You know there you know things like Ferrari 250 GTO, you know, okay. Aston Martin DB5. Yes. I mean I've yes. got you know I like I like I said I like vehicles that um are gorgeous but that maybe not not always that you know like I said well, I like Alfa Romeos and Ferraris and then then I like the quirky side too. So um Alfa Romeo GTV um then you know the classics like Porsche 911 go wrong with that so. right i mean a, a style so iconic they never change it <laughs> exactly exactly the, exactly the, the germans wrangler uh, exactly <laughs> and if many were no object object i would probably uh, you know i actually would love just to even see this vehicle as a bugatti atlantic uh, ralph lauren has his is it 19 i think it's 1937 and only i think the last when he, he bought it was 40 million so i probably will never yeah. see that car <laughs> You know, but we all have like, our dreams. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah, it was funny on my list that I had made. My husband had made his list. And, and he likes, you know, the um, one of his dream cars recently is the Audi R6 Avant. He loves that. You know, mm-hmm. no Unimog, any crazy stuff. But, um, yeah, we have we have some cars in common and then some not so much. But, yeah, he's like, you're never going to see that Ralph Lauren car. Sorry. <laughs> so uh, one kind of last car design question uh, you you mentioned being more or less a Chevy fan. Um, huh? How in tune are you with people in design and that aspect of things? Do you know names? Do you know people? Uh, you know, um, I'm actually pretty new at this industry. Like I said, um, next month I'll be a professional vehicle artist for seven years now. And it's really taken me um, this long to start being recognized. I okay. guess you could say. Um, I was just overjoyed. I was invited to a, a special um, exhibition last year in July. Uh, it was called Freewheeling Allure of the Automobile um, in Contemporary Art. And I got to meet some amazing vehicle artists there. And um, I actually got to meet three other women artists, which were kind of rare. Right. <laughs> and so um, I got to go to that and um, just blown away. But um, it's taken me a while. And, and like I said, we we live in Austin, Texas. So um, we're by the Circuit of Americas. And so a lot of times people show up and, you know, they're in other people's faces and stuff. And I just, I just want to look. I just want to photograph. Right. That car is beautiful. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just now really starting to just jump in and um, and people are starting to realize that 
she likes painting cars and she's doing, you know, she's doing okay. So, <laughs> Well, it's my hope that uh, we can help spread the word through this podcast. <laughs> We've got listeners, not all, not necessarily all over the U.S., but uh, also all over the, the world. So I, I was excited to see listeners coming in from like, France and Germany and stuff like that. So awesome. really hoping and praying to uh, really get the word out uh, for you and your artwork and to share what you do. Because again, when I saw the media announcement that you had won uh, the inaugural Bill Neal Award uh, for Texas Auto Writers that I was like, man, I, I've got to talk to her. One. And, uh, <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still going to say pinch, my, pinch me. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, it, it, especially, like I said, seven years in, it, it does not show in your work because you said you're photorealistic and some of them, uh, you would be hard pressed to even <laughs> know that it's not like... If you zoom in, you you know, you can see the brush strokes and things like that, yeah. which, you know, comes with the nature of the medium. But uh, you do fantastic work. And, uh, Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Very fun chatting with you today and talking with you. I, I've got some fun questions to end the interview that I'm sure we will tangent off of uh, just a little bit because these are fun kind of this or that questions, either or, yes or no that uh, will help maybe spark a little more conversation, help us dig a little deeper into your psyche. And uh, I've got a list of, gosh, uh, I don't even know, maybe 15, 20. Uh, I will pick eight because in my mind, every good engine should have eight cylinders. And uh, <laughs> we call this random misfire. And so, um, like I said, they're, they're random, yes or no, this or that. So don't don't get too worried about it. But... I will start off with the question I ask everybody because it's a quirk of my brain and I already know the answer, but like I said, I ask everyone and okay. do you name your vehicles? Absolutely. Yes. So I have a, I have a, I'm going to say, I think it's a 2015 uh, Volkswagen Golf R and his name is Bones. He's black and white. Nice. And uh, my husband has Maybelline R61 Ford Thunderbird. Yes. Any, yeah, the one thing about it, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, any other his, uh, notable vehicles in your history that have uh, names? You know, it's funny because I ask people at car shows now, someone will be telling yeah. me about their older vehicle, and I'll ask them, you know, do you name it? And I would say probably about 75% of people do, yeah. which is awesome. But we just, as a family, we just started really doing that. So yeah. but we did have, when we had our uh, our Land Rover um we did call, uh, I'm trying to remember what it was called. Oh, Snowball. His name is okay. Snowball. It was white. Okay. So, yes, we do a little bit. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I are struggling. We have had her car since, oh gosh, 2017, I want to say, and still do not have a name for it. And it's mm. driving me particularly crazy. It's just we cannot <laughs> settle on anything between the two of us. Uh, yeah. But it's a 2014 Jeep Cherokee Trailhawk, so it's the off-road oh, no. version. And we've been all over the board, but we've just defaulted to, we call it the Jeep. The Jeep. <laughs> but uh, being the baseball fan that I am and uh, living in Texas, uh, Rangers fans, Mariners fans will will get this one. I drive a Chevy Cruze named Nelly, so she's Nelly Cruz uh, oh. after the boomstick and uh, good old Nelson Cruz. Of Texas Ranger, Seattle Mariner fan, fame. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's funny that I've done this since my very first car, 
and I cannot find a name with my wife <laughs> of Alcor. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but uh, it, it's fun, and I, I find it it just there's a little bit more of a connection there, and you want to take a little there bit is. more care of it. And yeah, it, I yeah. mean. Well, they say cars aren't an investment, but if you don't care, take care of them, they definitely aren't. So, Oh, no, absolutely. Well, and I think they're part of your family. Yeah. Um, I find, too, that a lot of times uh, a vehicle is a, a reflection of, you know, someone who will say, you know, oh, gee, I, I, I want the newest Ford that's, you know, really fast or whatever. It's, you know, are they an adventurous kind of person? Mm-hmm. You know, is it the family van kind of thing? You know, is it the the sleeper car right. you know that everyone thinks oh that's really slow and it's it's not under the hood <laughs> you know yeah i used to play a game uh at car shows or anywhere i went where i would see people getting in vehicles uh sometimes big stores and things like that and try and match the person to the car right not, not necessarily profiling or anything but just right. picking up on their mannerisms how they carried right. themselves Right. How they right. dressed and and trying to match that and exactly exactly it, it's fun and sometimes you're really surprised at who gets into what and yeah especially yeah. when you see those fun quirky cars that yeah you don't see every day that uh, you're just like okay who who is driving that one exactly so exactly yeah, yeah it's fun it's fun. All right. Well, I believe I know the answer to this one as well, but I'm going to go ahead and ask it anyway. Do you prefer mm-hmm. new vehicles or classic vehicles? <sighs> Probably classics. If I had to have one or the other, but um, like we were saying, electric cars and the wave of the future. Like I remember, I think it was iRobot where they had the Audi. Mm-hmm. Is that the, the one? Yes. It's like, you know, and you see that, like, whoa, where are we going with cars? This is amazing. So, I mean, looking at that, that right. blows my mind. Right. That blows my mind. But then I also have a thing for um, vehicles of the past. And and not only that, having a love. When you have an older vehicle, there's a lot of love there. There you, has to be. You invest, you invest in a lot of kitty litter for <laughs> the garage floor, <laughs> you know. And so there's something to be said with, uh, with older vehicles. Um, you know, you've got to take care of them. And they're part of your family. And so, um, yeah, I guess out of the two, I'm, I'm more of an older car fan. It's funny that you bring up kitty litter because I see, you know, all these people with hyper cars and fancy cars, especially of the newer variety that have rugs in their garage that they park their car on. And I'm yeah. like, the cars I'm really drooling over would never park on a rug because of, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, the, the, the quirks of a 69 Camaro. You know, it's just exactly. what it is. You, sometimes exactly. they're temperamental and you just got to. You know, love them back into shape. <laughs> exactly. Totally. All right. Uh, let's get into some fun ones here. Let's see here. Um, I'll ask you this one because as an artist, uh, I already know mm-hmm. you like orange. Seems that the current trends are grayscale everything and you are hard pressed to find something in color. But for your own vehicles, are you a grayscale or are you bold color well for my paintings i like bold but my car since we live in texas with pollen and pecan tassels and things like that we got me or we got myself a um like i said a vw golf r and in white and it's just practical yes (laughs) although although i have had many people where i'll pull up um, i remember there was um there was a fundraiser for 
fireman where they had the boot where they were asking for for change right. and, for, and for charity. And I remember pulling up to the light and the, the fireman looking over me and I'm like, nice. I'm like, oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> thank you so much. So, yeah, my, my car is white just because of being practical. But I do like color. I like bright. Uh, yeah. Uh, for me, like if I could have something in the brightest, limiest green that just shouts the... I almost don't even care what it is. I've toyed with the idea of wrapping Nelly Cruz with GT oh. Garage Talk and having just lime green and maybe a charcoal or a matte gray on it and just getting uh, that contrast. Uh, like, yes, I, yes, I love color. And I know you probably can't tell from looking at me. I'm covered head to toe in navy blue, <laughs> but... Uh, yes, more color, please, uh, for sure. Yes, yes. We'll have a thing for flames, too. Don't yeah. ask. <laughs> well, I do. Older cars with flames yeah. on them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, given some of the generations I've seen you in your work, I, I can definitely see that. <laughs> uh, this isn't in the list, so I won't count this on the eight, but it just popped back into my head. Uh, you keep mentioning all the electric cars and, and the direction the automotive industry is mm -hmm. going. I know you're not... Yeah. In my line of work, where you get to sample everything uh, on a regular basis, but have you driven anything electric or electrified? No, I have not. I have not driven that. Um, I would like to, but no, I haven't. I think we, when we started becoming um, more fashionable, I guess you could say, we looked at, I want to say, I think it was Leaf. Was it okay. Leaf? Okay. Then we looked yeah. at that, and um, what we know, I haven't, I haven't driven anything since, you know. I, I would like to, though. That's like I said, we're, you know, we're looking towards the mm -hmm. future and that's going to be something we're all going to be doing. I still have a have a thing for gasoline cars. <laughs> yes. Yes. So uh, this maybe might check two boxes for you, but it is strongly rumored to the fact that it is almost a guarantee or it is a guarantee that it is happening. But uh, I mentioned earlier the Type 2 VW microbus is making... Mm -hmm somewhat of a revival here on American shores in an all electric right. platform. And so right. that, that mixes the electrification and the quirkiness that I'm right. Like, right. Mm, that is, mm. that's appealing in yeah, many a little different bit of ways. nostalgia. Yeah. Cause they, that's one of my, my son wants a VW bus, you know, mom, I want the 21 window, 21, 23. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just laugh like, Oh honey. <laughs> well, my, my wife blew my mind. She sent me a Facebook marketplace listing for one that looks to be in good condition for 20 grand. And what? I'm, I'm trying to gauge how serious she is. Yeah. Because I, I'm about ready to pull the trigger on it. <laughs> because I but love you said, honey. <laughs> I love Nellie Cruz and all, but she's just basic transportation. And again, given what I do, I'm driving uh, a Ford Escape plug-in hybrid at the moment uh -huh. lent to me uh -huh. for a week from Ford. So I I've got a nice, consistent uh, fleet of press vehicles coming that we could afford. A, a fun, quirky car. And I'm, I just got to, you know, tread lightly here. I don't want to jump all in and scare her off. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we watch the, we watch like the Barrett Jackson, Meekum thing. And it's, it's just mind blowing what things are going for nowadays. Oh, and, yeah. you know, like cars that we had um, in high school. I, I remember I grew up in the, uh, the 80s. Um, and all those cars now, the Trans Ams and I don't know, you know, all those the thing, the, those are all getting a lot more popular and a lot more expensive. And because the way the world is right now with, you know, hard hard time to find computer parts and mm -hmm. things like that, um, 
older cars are yeah, we have a VW thing that parks within a oh. two mile radius of me. And I'm like, oh, can I meet the owner of this? So they street park it on a busy street. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Put that thing in a garage. So, it's my daily driver. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Back back on track. Uh, <laughs> focus, Queen. Focus. Um, let's see. Oh, this one will be a good one. Um, do you hand wash your vehicles? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. yes. I appreciate But, that. well, we, <laughs> my husband had one of those, uh, where you could get your car washed for a year thing and he did mm-hmm. that. But, um, I don't know, like I said, here in Texas, we've got pollen and things mm-hmm. like that. So our cars mm-hmm. get pretty dirty. And so, um, I don't do it as often. Um, I tr- try to, um, not use, um, a lot of you know, products that might hurt the, right. you know, the grass and things like that. But, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just, you know, it's part of the family, you know, yes. you're taking care of it. Yeah. You know, P- so. Poor Nelly Cruz has probably been the most neglected of all my vehicles. I, <laughs> I, I may have hand washed, uh, Nelly once or twice, but, uh-huh. uh, it, it is life happens, you know, and, and <laughs> especially when you have kids, yes. it's like, what yes. did I eat today? <laughs> oh. Yes, <laughs> I'm there. So, uh, yeah, uh, I I want to get back into that. I've got a fun story to tell that maybe on this podcast one day I will dive into about how uh, hand washing a vehicle saved my life. So, you know, oh my tea, gosh, little tease for the future there. I'll just there you go. Hear that? <laughs> yes. Uh, back to our list. Do you sing in the car? Hmm. I do only, but not by myself, though. I'm so, not a very good singer. Everyone's uh, got their gift. That is yes. not mine. Yes. I, that is me wholeheartedly to a T. And the, the, I'm about to set off to Houston. We've got the Houston Auto Show coming up as we sit down to record this. So uh, in a few hours, I will be on the road for four hours. And there will definitely be some car jams going on oh, yeah. there for oh, sure. Yeah. So, and I'm bad too when you get to a light and someone's you know pulls up against you. I'm, I'm I don't I'm not singing then you know, but once that light changes, I'm I'm singing again. So I'm I'm back and forth. It, you know, like you get lost in your art, and you say some of them paint themselves. There are some songs that it just I I don't care. Gawk away. I'm doing it Broadway. <laughs> Laugh, film me, whatever you want to do. Put me up on TikTok. I don't care, but. Uh, yeah, there are just some that you you enjoy wholeheartedly. I'm enjoying it, it's the experience. That's part of that's part of being a great ride too. Exactly. You know, it's enjoy. You know, pull down the window. You know, open up the sunroof. I mean, enjoy it. So, so that leads into the next one. Would be what would be your ideal driving playlist? Whether it's a genre, an artist, uh, any particular songs that you just gotta gotta have if you're on a long drive. Well, when I paint, it's going to sound strange. I actually listen to um, techno, that sort of thing, okay. that, that, that constant beat. It's the same beat that I use, like, when I go jogging. I, it's the mm-hmm. back of my head or whatever. Uh, as far as, like, music goes, though, I'm a really big Ella Fitzgerald, Louis okay. Armstrong, that kind of, you know, Nat King Cole and okay. um, Nina Simone, that sort of thing. So, yeah. And then I'm also, I used to <laughs> I used to work at the record store when I was a teenager. So it's like, I've learned to, like, so much right. stuff. And, you know, and the part of me likes classical too. But um, as far as like in the car, I don't know. My husband, he does a lot of um, 
he, we used to drive a lot and he used to always had those, you know, CDs with, you know, driving music, you know, number one <laughs> or whatever, you know. But um, as far as when I'm on the road, I, it just really depends on the day. And yep. sometimes the best thing to do is just to roll down the window and just listen, you yep. know, and just enjoy the drive. So yep. I, I agree on that. And uh, like I said, I'm I'm still trying to figure out what kind of mood I'm in for my trip down to Houston. But uh, yeah. you'll find it. You'll find it. <laughs> Oh, let's see here. Let's see. That's six. So I've got only two more. My goodness. Hmm. Well, uh, given your car being a part of the family, naming them, hand washing them, I've got to ask this one. Do you change your own oil or do you take it somewhere? Uh, my husband does. Nice. So I'm a lucky, yes. So I'm a lucky girl. My, uh, I guess I mentioned before, uh, he, my husband has um, influenced me on so many things. And so our kiddo, we homeschooled him for 16 years, and he was he was an Eagle Scout, and so things he had to learn were car maintenance and car repair, and so that was part of you know dad's sun time is learning that sort mm-hmm. of thing. So I I love it that he can do that though. Yep. <laughs> he changes our oil, and um, he's really great about you know oh your tires you can't wear you know drive these in the rain we need to get these you know changed right. right away and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, I'm not mechanically inclined. Okay. So I'm very fortunate that I, I married someone who, who's got it together with that sort of thing. So, but no, I, I don't do it myself. You know, you say the father son thing. I've, I've got to get that started. Uh, I have never, well, I take that back. I have changed my own oil. It's more uh, going back to time and facility, not, right. not really facility. Cause I've got a garage. I could do it. I've got a decent driveway. It's more or less having the necessary equipment and then, you know, recycling the old oil, uh, yeah. being a, a slight problem for me, but that is something that I want to teach Tucker. You know, you and I were talking about, uh, did we raise our kids right and send them off right? Do they know the things that they need to know before exactly before they exactly. leave? So yeah, yeah, well, you've inspired. Let's me. Just remember, you can always they can always come back later. Like I said, right. um, our kiddo, you know, hey mom, what was that recipe or whatever? Our kiddo asks, you know, actually not that long ago, he was asking about you know retirement wow, you're only 25, you know, but that's what, so it's great. Yeah. So it's great. You know, they come back, they do, they come back to you. Okay. Oh, so many good ones here. I I just, (laughs) mm, I got to end on a good one. Let's see. Uh, I already know y'all are probably team Bronco. You've got one on order. Yes. Yes. Uh, He's very, and he's so excited. So excited. Actually, he's been on hold for it for a while now. And, and Yeah. So, so I had to it's ask. It's becoming an obsession. <laughs> yeah, uh, I won't count this as the final question, but did y'all see the announcement yesterday about the new Bronco Raptor and just yes. the craziness? Yes. He, you know, he came in, I was doing dishes like, honey, did you know? <laughs> you know? And I'm thinking, all I can think of is oh, how much is in our savings? Mm, I don't yeah. know about this, buddy. So yeah, he just happened to drop that yesterday. <laughs> you know, you got to phrase the questions, time it right, exactly. uh, all that good stuff. So, yeah, uh, you've been waiting for a while. We have a good friend of the channel that bought his like two or three days after the announcement because the site went down and uh, Mm. all all that fun stuff. Got his on Black Friday. Literally went, drove to DFW to pick it up. Picked it up on Black Friday. And I joked that he won the mother of all Black Friday shopping prizes. (laughs) 
And uh, he and I promptly, for his first time ever, uh, took it off-road to a very well-known-in-the-area off-road park here and did some crazy stuff and got a video for YouTube. <laughs> and there was awesome. one part where he and I both clinched up because um, one of the wheels you know, dropped off a cliff and just the teeter effect that it did. I'm outside of it, downhill of him filming, and I'm like... <gasps> <laughs> I put a rookie in a very tough situation and I just turned him loose in his brand new two week old car. It's, oh. We, so. um, we, my husband and I were um, off roading. He used to go, like I said, he was part of Land Rover Club mm. and we used to do off roading events and everything. And um, I got to drive our uh, Defender, or excuse me, our Land Rover Classic. And they got a picture of me like that too, where the wheels were off and yes. everything. And then I, they were asked, the people at the event asked me to write an article and I got to be in Land Rover magazine. I was on cover. Very, very nice. tiny little picture. But yeah, it is a little bit scary. It's like sky, ground, yeah, sky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you can never adequately capture it on camera. Like we, no. we've done some crazy obstacles and tricks and different things. And the YouTube commenters, you know, people behind a keyboard and yeah. uh, they'll be like, well, my Toyota Camry could do that. And I'm like, ah. No, it couldn't. <laughs> Trust yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. It couldn't. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, oh, man. So you leave me with two very good options here for the last one with that last little anecdote. And I'm going to go with, do you prefer off-road driving or on-road driving? Because you do have the the golf, which is quite a fun little I do, route. but, you know, there's – but off-road driving is really crazy. I mean, with mud and trying to – you know, be careful with the terrain and, and not harm anything, but enjoying your time and um, listening to your spotter, mm -hmm. having a, a good, you know, good event going where people are watching out for each other. Right. Um, you know, we've been to many events where something is broken, which is inevitably will break when you're off-roading. And, oh, hey, I've got that, you know, in my car, you can borrow it and that sort of thing. And so, awesome. yeah, so off-road is fun. Um, I... My husband is a, a speed junkie. I am not. <laughs> so <laughs> we have friends that have had, have amazingly expensive cars. And we even know a race car driver here in town. And um, yeah, I, I off-road. <laughs> yeah. and, and if you can find a good facility, there's just so much to love about that. Right. So right. we are fortunate enough to be an hour away from a facility. It's Barnwell Mountain Recreation Area in Gilmer, mm -hmm. Texas. And we've got a good partnership with them. So I can show up and use them as my home test ground. And my goodness, the, the fun out there. It is a massive park. I've mm -hmm. only recently really discovered all that there is out there. And it's just a great pastime that is only picking up more thanks to the Ford Bronco and exactly. the excitement there. I know that the Wrangler's been around forever, but uh, just seeing that kind of friendly rivalry going on between those two camps uh, makes it all the better for the rest. And it's kind of a family too. Like I said, they all watch out for each mm -hmm. other. They're there to be safe and to have fun. Right. You know, and um, yeah, and so we've been to Barnwell many times, and it's oh, yeah? it's awesome. Yeah, oh. it's awesome. Yeah, a, a hidden gem in uh, the hills of East Texas. So exactly. Yeah, uh, like I said, just so blessed to be so close to them. So you are actually the uh, second guest that we've had on the podcast that is familiar with Barnwell uh, firsthand. So that's, that's it. Is an amazing place. Actually, that's where, if I'm not mistaken, that's where we photographed. Where I uh, we had the scary tire up nice. off the ground. 
<laughs> yeah, but I know what you mean when people are like, oh, come on, that's just so easy. Yeah, I'm like, yes. yeah but when you're in it, when you're in it, you're like, especially, you know, when you're driving, because uh, Ford had the Broncos and people were, you know, allowed to go out there and that sort of thing and say, okay, this isn't my vehicle. Mm-hmm. Careful, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, for us, it's like, uh, okay, I signed these waivers, but what, <laughs> what did that fine print really say? Exactly. So if I, if I puncture a tire, what happens? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my worries are a little bit more than tires, but it is what it is. <laughs> like you said, listen to your spotters and you, exactly. you will do well. It, That's what it's they're a, there for. They can see things you can't see. So you know, it, It's amazing how many people think, especially with all the cameras and stuff that are out there now, that, oh, I don't need a spotter. Yes, you need a spotter. If yes, you, you plan on doing anything technical, you need a spotter. Don't go out alone. Exactly. So my exactly. little PSA for the end of this episode. <laughs> Get a spotter. And a good one. Yes. A good one. That knows what they're doing. So. Exactly. Well, uh, Shan, thank you so much. Uh, I knew this would be a fun one. I knew we would jump all over the place. Uh, I'm sure we can talk for hours and hours more. There's so much that we just scratched the surface of. But uh, I want to give you one last opportunity to uh, point our my listeners, uh, your future fans, in a direction where they can find you, your work, and, and some of what you do. Well, they can find my uh, website at uh, com. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter under Shan Fannin. And um, in June, I'll be in Hyperrealism Magazine, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I just got asked to do that. And then um, I'm in a show coming up uh, by the American Women Artists. Um, It's called The Rise of American Women Artists Breaking Through. And that's pretty cool. That's at the Customs House Museum in Clarksville, Tennessee. Wow. Well, congratulations. Thanks. It it is always rewarding to have those types of events where uh, you're asked to be a part of or you were interviewed or your work is featured because it not that we need it but that validation just oh yeah kind of helps spur you on that okay this isn't like just something for me like other people are enjoying it and I can bring joy to other people so exactly and that's the one thing with the world being kind of on a standstill for two years I haven't been to really haven't been very many car shows. I think last one we went to was uh, 2020, the Radwood here in mm-hmm. Austin, which mm-hmm. I believe they're going to have it in the fall this year. I, I'm not quite sure, but I'm looking forward to that. Um, but, you know, uh, other exhibitions, art exhibitions and things, we really haven't been do, able to do a lot of those. And so, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to life resuming yes. out there. We, my next trip that my husband and I, we've been to, like I said, we've been to England. We've been to uh, Modena, Italy for um, Lamborghini and uh, Ferrari for me to photograph. We've been to Japan. My next one is Germany. I sure. we're going to go to Germany uh, in March of 2020, and then that the world went crazy. So, <laughs> well, I've got some further fun questions for you and for our fans behind the Patreon paywall. So, I'll have you stick around after we sign off here, uh, just for a couple more questions. If you want to know a little bit more about Shan, where she would go, what she would spend her money on, go find us at <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/GTGarageTalk. Uh, as far as Shan goes and all of her links, we will put those down in the show notes below in this episode. If you're curious at all, go find her. Go check out her artwork because, like I said, just truly amazing. Blew me away the first time I saw it. She was very well deserving of all the accolades coming her way and looking forward to hearing and seeing more from you. Thank you so much. I had a wonderful time. Well, there you have it. Again, very grateful to Shan Fannin and the time that she spent coming on this podcast. 
just, it, it was a blast. We are aligned in our ways of thinking on a lot of things in the automotive realm. Uh, she has some fun stories to tell. Like I said, we barely scratched the surface with some of them. Would love to dive deeper, but just, you know, a little taste into her mind, her psyche, and what she's doing. Definitely be sure to go check her out, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We will put all those links down. You can head over to our website as well. Just, it's truly, it's nearly impossible to capture just how great her artwork is on an audio-only podcast. So, definitely go give her a like, go give her a follow, check out her work, because it is amazing stuff and I'm looking forward to seeing some of it in person at some point in the near future. I don't know what that may be but we do thank her for coming on and like I said all the links to her stuff will be in the show notes down below. As for us and what we do you know Facebook, Instagram, TikTok all at GT Garage Talk and everything we do can be found at GT Garage Talk.com. Until next time, bye.